You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your pods. And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Nada the Scribe. Now that we got a game tonight against the Utah Jazz and lucky for the Hornets after having three wins in a row against good basketball teams. You're talking about the Indiana Pacers, the Bucks, and also the Miami Heat. Then you up the ante a little bit more so. And okay, you might be beating good basketball teams, but now you're playing literally the best basketball teams in each conference. It was Philly on Wednesday. Now it's Utah on Friday. You got to just be happy. If you were to give me that five game sample size and say Hornets go three and two in that stretch, I take it all day long, Nada, but it does look like this is going to be the second loss. Utah's on a roll right look, now. Look, again, at this point, it, I, I want to say our analysis should go big, longer than they're they're big and they rebound and we're small and we don't <laughs> but can we do that again do we just copy and paste the takes from yesterday but yeah i i guess we could couldn't we <laughs> like i think we honestly could on this one because unfortunately this team has a has a fatal flaw if you rebound and if you're talented and you make shots you will beat this team nine times out of ten unfortunately like un- like this team, for year two in a rebuild, is ahead of schedule. They're just not to the point of the schedule where they can be competing with great teams night in and night out, unfortunately. And that's that's where we're at with this right now. Yeah, and the Hornets have the Houston Rockets on Monday, by the way. It doesn't look like Christian Wood is going to suit up, so maybe we can talk about that later on. But continuing to talk about the Utah Jazz. So when you look at the Jazz coming in, they're 9-1 and one in their last 10 games, and the Hornets are not 9-1. and one. I believe they're – I'm trying to pull up the stats real quickly for that, exactly what they are in their last 10 games or so. I don't know. I'm going to pull it up. But they're, the Jazz are 9-1. and one. They've been on a roll, Nada, and it was a rough start. Hornets are 4-6 and six in their last 10. So the Jazz got off to a little bit of a rough start. They were around 500 within the first eight games or so. And then they didn't lose again until a few contests ago when they lost to Denver on the road – you mentioned it before we started recording. That was just because Nikola Jokic went the bleep off against yeah. Rudy Gobert and Jokic scored 47 points, making nine out of his 10 free throws, all four of his three pointers. So we don't have a Nikola Jokic yeah. to help you out in the rebounding category and to help you out just in the overall. He's awesome and MVP like in basketball category. We don't have that guy. So it's going to be really tough. Um, to beat Utah, especially because they're also averaging the most rebounds per game in the entire NBA. You mentioned that they're second in offensive rebounding percentage in the NBA and they're eighth in overall rebounding percentage in the NBA. Man, if Philadelphia was big, and we had problems with them. The Utah Jazz also are a big basketball team that rebound like hell and Hornets are going to be exposed, especially with P.J. Washington. He's downgraded to out. He is not going to play for the second straight time. Yeah, that was the big thing. Like, I can give you some more numbers on this one because this is where it gets kind of crazy. They're fifth in the league in offensive rating, so they score. They're third in the league in defensive rating. They're that good this year, guys. This is a bad matchup because not only because not only do they have Gobert, they brought back Derek Favors. So remember how Dwight was really, really annoying and getting boards and just mucking everything up 
for just every every big in on the lineup, you're going to see the same thing happen tonight. Like there is no real relief. This team can defend. This team can shoot. This team can set you on fire. And for right now, unfortunately, the Hornets just don't have the big. I want to say Terry Rozier's line again. Terry Rozier's potential addition to this lineup may change something. But I want I, I do want to say may because that that's the only intrigue for me for the lineup thus far. Because if Terry's back. <laughs> What do we do with Lamelo? Well, here, man, their three-point percentage numbers are stupid, Nada. <laughs> I mean, here, here, you look at their players right now, what they're shooting from three. Donovan Mitchell on 8.4 three-point attempts per game is shooting 40.7%. Mm-hmm. Jordan Clarkson on eight three-point attempts per game is shooting 39.3%. Mike Conley on 6.8 three-point attempts per game He's shooting 40.3%. Oh, I'm not done mentioning these 40s numbers. I'm not even close. Bojan Bogdanovic, 6.6 three-point attempts per game, 40.4% from three. Joe Ingles on five attempts a game is shooting close to 44% from three. And last but not least, Royce O'Neal comes in shooting 3.9 attempts per game right at four, and he's shooting 45.3. So if you're counting at home, that's one, two, three, four, five guys that are over 40. Jordan Clarkson basically at 40 with 39.3. And those are really the only guys that matter that are shooting at any kind of volume whatsoever. George Niang is only shooting 31.3 on three attempts per game. Uh, that's ridiculous. Yes. I mean, the three-point percentage for the Utah Jazz, it's insane. So when they can shoot like that, they're all really good free throw shooters too. Every single one of those players that I just mentioned, they all they all can shoot extremely well at the line. They're all shooting above 80%. Um, and you mentioned how good they are at rebounding. Rudy Gobert has over three, uh, 13 rebounds a game. Here's the thing. I, I don't want to focus on it being locked on jazz. David Locke already takes care of that for us. But the Utah Jazz, man, you know, it's always been a team that I've been hesitant to jump on just to say that they're an NBA contender. I always thought that Donovan Mitchell would have to reach true significant superstar level. And then I was comfortable saying Utah is in that realm. They look unbelievable right now. And when you rank that highly in so many different categories where you are so good defensively, offensively, you can shoot really well. It's all legit shooting, too, for the most part. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. They're, you're, you're, you're not wrong when you say they're running into a buzzsaw. Yeah, saw. they're running into a buzzsaw tonight, and that's the thing. The way I would describe this team is every now and again, there is that Detroit Pistons type that, and I'm not talking about the bad boys, I'm talking about that Detroit Pistons run of excellence with Sheed, Billups, that kind of team. The, Pist- the, the Jazz are might be like the closest thing we're going to get, where there's stardom just like no superstar no, or anything yeah, no best player in the league no superstar but they just got a whole bunch of stars and the coaching is on point so I, like this is this is the bad matchup bad timing and not enough horses in the stable especially if you're not going to have one of your top seven rotation guys this is not the time to miss one of those guys the jazz are entirely too good and I, I hate to say it's depressing, but at the same time, like, we're going to keep it real with you, right, Walker? 
And we are going to keep it real with you. I think Terry Rozier has to play and he has to catch fire. And Gordon Hayward has to be pissed off three years later against Utah. I don't know why I would. I'm just saying we, we just have to hope for that kind of thing. Gordon has to have a good game. Terry Rozier has to play and catch fire. If not Terry, then Devontae or Malik. Somebody has got to go for 30 where you hit like 50. seven three-pointers or something like 30. that. Not, not even 30. 50. <laughs> All right, there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust when it comes to sports betting online. That's betonline.ag. You can sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag, and you can use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. You can get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. That's betonline, your online sportsbook experts. We'll talk about Gordon Hayward and his all star chances coming up next on the Lockdown Horn. Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. So if you don't believe in the moon landing, Mm -hmm. then what would you say is the greatest human achievement? I think the greatest achievement of all time, and I think it's Vince Carter doing 360s clockwise rather than counterclockwise. It's really tough. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily pod, breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. You can start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast. And I also want to talk to you guys about Built Bar. I actually haven't eaten my Built Bar yet. We're recording them earlier, so I don't really eat them before we do the pod anymore. I wait till after for a nice, delicious treat that I don't have to feel guilty over because they're really good for the health conscious guy. You can talk about maybe 130 to 180 calories per bar. At most, I've seen so far is 180. So you're not taking all that much in. They've got a lot of grams of protein in them. It doesn't matter what flavor. There's going to be some protein. And the best part about it is when you purchase a bag or a box of Built Bar, you can get a free cooler with your purchase too while supplies last. So go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. So Nada, we got some results from the fan voting for the all-star game yesterday and we can talk in the next segment about whether the all-star game should actually happen i kind of just want to focus on who's deserving of an all-star nod because you can still recognize these guys uh, on the season that they're having without playing this game but we'll, we'll get to that in the third segment um gordon hayward he comes in ninth right now when it comes to the front court players in the eastern conference Kevin Durant leads the way with the voting at 2.3 mil. Giannis leads is or Giannis is second at 1.7 mil. Joel Embiid 1.5. Jason Tatum comes into fourth, 820,000. Then it's a huge drop off. Then it's Jimmy Butler coming in at five, despite some of the games that he's missed. Three, uh, 327,000. Bam Adebayo at six, 307,000. DeMontis Sabonis, 186,000. Eight is Julius Randle at 175,000. Gordon Hayward right there at number nine, 159,000. Jeremy Grant rounds out the top 10, 134,000. So right there, Gordon Hayward, uh, he's got Jeremy Grant trailing him by 20,000 votes or so. And Gordon Hayward is trailing Julius Randle by 20,000. So Julius at eight, DeMontis Sabonis at seven. What do you make of where he is compared to the other players that you just you know heard. i'm kind of surprised he was that high now granted he had a great start to the season he came out like a house of fire so i'm surprised that he's that high at the same time i'm kind of okay with where he is right now and i also think like no matter how the votes go with him 
I feel kind of confident he's going to get in on the coaches' vote. Like, I think the coaches, the coaches are are, are kind of like those hipsters. Uh, again, that ever again, your favorite music hipster. They're on vinyl right now, and they love to come up with some super sneaky vinyl record that they love to, that they say they love to listen to. So they're probably a lot of these coaches are probably <laughs> saying, you know what? That's my favorite vinyl. That Gordon Hayward. Spit. Is my favorite vinyl right now. Spin that Hayward track. Yes, exactly. That's what they're saying. Um, I saw you give some love to the vinyl, by the way. I don't want you to be above the music snob, oh, the no, music I, hipster. I admit, I admit I'm the, a snob. Come on now. Mm-hmm. No, you do. You do. It was the it was the mm, food album, wasn't it? That you gave a like to. I know that you shared that maybe last week or something oh, well, like well, that. Well, to be fair, if Lunchbox Records is going to have the MF Doom vinyls, I got to share it with everybody else. Now, granted, yeah. I do not own any vinyl. I, and granted, I am no longer poor, but at the same time, <laughs> I am not in the position to, to necessarily go buy a $200 turntable and go start my vinyl collection. No, I'm not at that point yet. That's but, a problem with me because I always talk about this with shoes. And speaking of that, we're in the works. We're in we're in contact with OG David Walker to have an appearance maybe like once a month or yeah, something like God, that. Shoe, to, God, shoe God is coming back, guys. Yeah, shoe god, hashtag shoe god is coming back. But yeah, like I want to collect awesome shoes, but one, it's tough to find, and we've already had this discussion a million times. But also, vinyl is kind of like that, where I mean, it's like, how practical is it really? I'm not gonna. I, I would love to have it. That's so up my alley. I would love to have a mm food album on my and and uh, getting a vinyl and and doing something where I could collect a lot of them. But it's like, man, I. I don't know. It just seems too much, but it seems right up my alley. Yeah, though. like that was cool when you shared that picture. No, like that's the thing. Like we're talking about vinyl and everything like that. Like I want to get into vinyl. Like you said, it's not very practical right now. And at the same time, <laughs> it's really not. Like my Spotify and my Apple Music accounts work just fine. And if I really yep. want to get in, I really want to get into it like that. Then yeah, I would. But for right now, like I can't. I can't because. Because you know what's going to happen, Walker? I am going to be that guy. I am going to be the guy that's going to be like, yo, you know what I got? I got a first pressing of low-end theory or something like that. I got a, <laughs> I got a second pressing of Midnight Marauders. Yo, I got. Are you making fun of me? You're totally making oh, fun oh, of me oh, right no, now. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not even making fun of you like that. But I'm making fun of everybody else. Like, I got that first <laughs> pressing of, of um, Fleetwood Mac. I got that rumors out, third pressing, yada, yada, yada. You know what I'm, again, you know the per- You picked the right albums to make fun of that person, and that's why I thought you were making fun of me. The person that his favorite article of clothing is probably a short sleeve, low end theory hoodie. Yeah, you're, you're definitely making fun of no, me. No, 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 that's no, no. Ex- See, nah. See, no, I'm not making fun of you because you actually respect the culture on this. Who I'm making fun of is that flannel, ba- flannel wearing right. banker. That is <laughs> that that loves all those albums and is probably listening to this podcast and probably hitting unsubscribe right now because I'm making fun of them too hard. Well, it's funny because you mentioned South End. I feel like our only all star on the roster looks like he comes from South End, <laughs> right? Does. Don't you think Gordon Hayward looks exactly. <laughs> that Hayward looks so South it End? It is so South End. Like he again, Gordon Hayward, unfortunately, fortunately and unfortunately, dresses like he goes to OMB. Or he goes to one of those other bar- again. He goes to Suffolk mm-hmm. Punch or one of them, and he's definitely hitting food truck Fridays at Sycamore. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. Absolutely, like that's the thing. He's not missing that for no, the world. No, of course not. 
Of course not, because if he did... Do you think he's wearing a Christian McCaffrey jersey at Leroy Fox's for brunch on Sundays? <laughs> no, 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 no. He's hardcore flannel. He's hardcore flannel. Okay. Hardcore flannel right. and khaki. All right. I, I, I like. I think that he's probably wearing a McCaffrey jersey, but I digress. Either way, the dude's balling. Nada, he really is. And I know I, we you can't bring up Gordon Hayward with the way he's playing without bringing up the contract. I would really like to do that here. I just want to give him some love because he is playing really well. You, you look at him compared to Sabonis. You look at him compared to Julius Randle and Jeremy Grant. You know, to me, Gordon Hayward deserves a spot on the all-star team. The numbers are dumb and he's the number one option on a team that is certainly as good as Detroit, yeah. certainly as good as the New York Knicks, even though they're playing a lot better. Like I get that they're still in the, and still in the same realm. And I, I love what both of those guys are doing, but I, I like Gordon Hayward to be in the all-star game. And even Jimmy Butler, he's better than Gordon. I'm, I'm not going to get it mad twisted yeah. here. This is the conversation of, do you vote the guy in who's just better? Or do you vote the guy in who's had a better season? And Jimmy Butler's been out for a decent amount of time. So if you wanted to really hang your hat on that, then Gordon would deserve to get in over Jimmy. But I have no problem. Like, if, Jimmy's better. Yeah, Jimmy's, like, I'm not no. going to sit here and say, yeah, yeah, Jimmy's a better basketball player. So that, that's fine. But the numbers for Gordon Hayward this year are really good, Nada. Here, here's what they are real quickly. 50% from the field. 43% from three on five attempts from the perimeter. He's shooting an effective field goal percentage of 57. He's shooting an 86% free throw percentage, and he's averaging five rebounds, four assists at the, uh, the nine assist game just the other night. And he's averaging 23 points per game as the leader, as the best player of a basketball team. And I mean, I guess they're fighting for a playoff spot. You know what it is overall yeah. with this team. They're trying yeah. to. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think Gordon Hayward's in too. Not, I think he deserves a spot at least somewhere on the roster. No, he's, he's absolutely in. Like, I, again, he's going to be one of the co coaches' pick. I feel confident in that because, unfortunately for him, there are very like the wings that are better than him. Like, I don't. I feel kind of confident in saying, yeah, there aren't too many be wings better than him this year, unless you're throwing KD there. Un if you're not going to put him at the four, so like, I just don't. It's not that I don't feel like this to me, this discussion feels like he's in. He just can't fall off. You know what I mean? Like he just can't have one of those big fall offs where he's scoring single digit points for like five to seven straight games. And that's the only way that I feel like that's going to put him out. Because if we're really honest, the all-star game is a regular season reward. It's a way to be recognized and saying, hey, you had a kick-ass first half of the season. Let's reward you by putting you in the All-Star game. Like, that's mm -hmm. the thing, especially if you can't go out of, out of the country, really, except for Puerto Rico, which, we'll, again, we'll discuss it next segment. But if you really can't go anywhere, you might as well go to Atlanta and be recognized, right? Well, here's the other thing real quickly I want to ask you before we talk about the All-Star game, whether it should happen. It's... If Gordon Hayward is the beneficiary of a fun Charlotte Hornets team, you know, they're getting a lot more recognition because LaMelo Ball is here because this is a team that you know, Miles Bridges is putting poster dunks up there and they have guys like Jarvis Landry tweeting about it and other prominent athletes out there in the world that are giving notice to the team. And I just retweeted something a couple of days ago from Sam Vecini saying the Hornets need to be nationally televised a lot more in the second half because they're so fun because they're entertaining. And again, LaMelo Ball gets a video tweeted out of him every single game. I, I think that certainly benefits Gordon Hayward a lot. Yeah, it more. absolutely does benefit him a lot more. And I, 
There are certain things that like I feel confident are going to happen. The first is like like we talked about, Gordon Hayward's going to be on this team, on this All Star team. I feel confident in saying that. The second thing I really feel confident in is that this team is going to be a lot on a lot more national games in the second half. And I w- I'm surprised they haven't been flexed into some of these games as is right now, because that's how good that that's how good th- this has been right now. So. I, uh, like, again, there's a lot of this, like, the explosions are going to come. There's going to be a lot more time for Gordon Hayward to show up. So I, I feel confident. Like, uh, again, the, they're, mm-hmm. the only two things I feel yeah. confident in right now are Gordon Hayward is an all-star and yeah. this team is going to get All right. Money. All right. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other important things like the mortgage or food. So why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%? or 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership. That's why you have the option of going to rockauto.com. They have everything from engine control models and uh, modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. And best of all, their prices are always reliably low and they're the same for the professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same exact parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all all the parts available for your car or your truck. You can write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. They have an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Should the All-Star Game happen? We talk about that next on Locked On Hornets Podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. They're running their rookies to Greensboro. They're driving them to Greensboro and then driving them back the same day to play in an NBA game. I cannot <laughs> wait until the Hornets load manage. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Tomorrow on Locked on NBA, join Anthony Irwin of Locked on Lakers and Adam Morris of Locked on Nuggets for a wrap-up of the biggest stories around the league. Anthony and Adam bring you game recaps, weekend previews, and a weekly NBA power ranking you can't miss. Subscribe to Locked on NBA podcast today, wherever you get your podcast. Nada has breaking news that he told me just during the break. We're recording this in the 10 o'clock hour on this Friday morning. And Terry Rozier, he's got a message for the Hornets fans. Nada, I want you relay that message so to So according them. to Terry Rozier in the morning shoot-around questions, he says he is 99% certain that he is going to play against the Utah Jazz. So that's, again, six of the top seven players are going to play, which makes the start whole starting lineup thing, a uh, thing that I don't like to talk about, very, very interesting in Hornets Twitter. <laughs> it does. It does, because we had heard James Borrego have a couple comments here and there when we didn't know if he was going to play against Philadelphia. And before Terry said he's 99% sure he's going to play tonight, James Borrego said just because he plays, it doesn't mean that he's going to start. So does that mean LaMelo Ball is still going to be in the starting lineup and Terry Rozier might have limited minutes? Doesn't mean that he's going to come in and start anyway after Borrego fed us those comments. I don't know. I would say that Terry Rozier has his minutes limited for a little bit, and then maybe he comes back and starts after that. That seems like the cautious take, the cautious approach, but it will be interesting to see how that unfolds at the Spectrum Center. Uh, I, I just... It- I, I, can, can we talk about the All Star? <laughs> you game? really you don't you want no, no part of because it. this again this is a boring topic to me unfortunately like this is where I, like I don't care who starts I care who gets the most minutes and if Lamelo is going to continue to get thirty minutes because Terry is injured or hurt and it means less mm-hmm. minutes for or less pot potential for minutes for Cody Martin I don't care 
I like that's the thing. I I don't like the discussion because ninety percent of it is done in bad faith. You know what I mean? Like we're all, uh, all having bad faith discussions, or the fan bases, or the the ball stands, which are possibly worse than the Lynn stands, are like. I am tired of this conversation, and we're only twenty games into this season. All right, we'll talk about the All Star Game because there's a couple of players that also think that this could be held in bad faith, only financially. We ha- we heard the comment from De'Aaron Fox first, where he said it's kind of dumb that they're having the All Star Game, and I want to get to some of his comments too. But first, we got to lead off with the best player in the league, LeBron James. He ripped the league's plans yes. to hold an All Star Game in Atlanta, and this is going to be held on March seventh, by the way, with the new plans to host this game. He said, "Quote: I have zero energy and zero excitement about an All Star Game this year." I don't even understand why we're having an all-star game short off season for myself and my teammates. 71 days is what he referenced. And then coming into the season, we were told that we were not having an all-star game. So we'd have a nice little break five days in March from the fifth through the 10th, an opportunity for me to kind of recalibrate for the second half of the season, my teammates as well. Some of the guys in the league, and then they throw an all-star game on us like this and just breaks the breaks that all the way up. So um, pretty much kind of a slap in the face. LeBron, not happy that they're having an all-star game, at least by these words. And we just mentioned De'Aaron Fox's comments. And going back to De'Aaron, he was saying, saying, you know, if they have it and I get voted in, I'll play. So be it. It is what it is. And somebody asked, yeah, so you are going to play if there's an all-star game. He's like, well, yeah, that's pretty hefty fine if you don't play yeah. and you're not hurt or anything like that. That honestly, not a that's the biggest thing I heard out of everything. You know, when, when you hear De'Aaron say it's stupid, you hear LeBron James talk about all of this. They're right, especially LeBron having just gone through the bubble and gone through the NBA championship and any of the teams that made any deep run in the postseason. I could see why they would want to rest. But even with De'Aaron Fox saying there's a hefty fine for you if you don't play and you're not hurt. I hope the NBA changes that because that looks really, really bad on the association. This league that handled things so well in the bubble, right? Like understanding complete, we could not be on the, uh, on any more of the same page on how you could not have done another bubble this season. There's no way people are completely uh, disregarding what people's feelings are. And you might roll your eyes about that, but whatever mental health is a real thing. You can't have another bubble. They did the bubble. And I think they handled everything extremely well, the way they did it. Now it seems like they're dropping the ball on a couple of different things here because the owners want mad money. And here, if, if they find players, for not playing, even if they're not hurt, huge, huge problem. For now, here's the here's the thing, though. Like, and there are two things. One, I get why they're doing this All Star Game. the The league owes the TV partners a whole bunch of money, and therefore, unfortunately, the NBA players, understandably, who are only getting ninety percent of their contracts and have ten percent of it held in escrow because of the new CBA deal which kind of matters because they're probably not going to hit those the metrics to where they can actually get that other 10% of their money back. Like, there's that part of this. Like, when I saw the De'Aaron Fox quotes, I thought initially, dude, this is what, like, I was expecting Chris Paul or someone else to give him a call on the sly and be like, look, the reason that your contracts are still 90% is because the TV deal Again, they need the TV guys need as much content as possible from from everybody. And then when LeBron says it, and LeBron is different because 
there's no way that the union approves anything. Not with LeBron, unless LeBron was in. Like, because that was the thing. I think that LeBron knew that this was coming and said yes and didn't realize that, oh, whoa, this is going, this is what we're going to be mean by this. I kind of wonder if this is like LeBron playing both sides of the fence. And he's done this before where he said one thing and privately probably done another and everything else like that. And this is rampant speculation, I understand. But at the same time, <laughs> I don't believe that the union approves a all-star game without LeBron's consent. I, I just truly Well, don't. this is here, – here's my question. The owners have all the control in the NBA because the owners – are the ones that you know, they're they're in charge of these teams, and and that's not to say that player empowerment isn't a real thing. You know, they can direct where they want to go, and and it it's worked for these these guys. Like Anthony Davis drove himself out of New Orleans, so I, I don't even mean power as everything, but clearly Adam Silver, his job is to be a good conduit of messages going from the owners and the players. And he's really just working for the owners first and foremost though. And so when Adam Silver has done a good job and I think he's been an excellent commissioner, then sure. Like he's done a good job with the player and the league relationships. Those have been really good. But then at the end of the day, when it comes to the bottom line and the bottom line is losing money and you try to find any way you can to recoup them some of that money, then it's like, well, the owners are like, all right, yeah, I'm here for all of the, the good relationships and the good vibes and stuff, but Adam, give me my money. Yeah. And so now, now they're hosting this all-star game. I, I'm, I kind of play both sides of the fence too. If Darren Fox doesn't want to play and you, it, it, he gets voted in, he doesn't want to play and you find him, then huge problem. Okay. Like you can't find dudes for deciding whether they want to play or not. The other thing is you are playing a 72 game regular season schedule where you're going all over the place and still traveling a lot and you're playing different teams. But when you have an all-star game, you were, you're mixing circles. You're mixing a lot of social circles. And so when you have LeBron and you have De'Aaron Fox and you have, uh, you know, James Harden and you have all these other all-stars, Gordon Hayward, Jeremy Grant come from all these different teams and they're all on the court at the same time. Well, now you have a bunch of different dudes from a bunch of different circles in the association playing on the court, along with all the staffers, along with all the people that it takes to get one of these events to go on. And so it's not necessarily 100% the same when you're talking about the Hornets going to play Philly. Okay, so then it's the same group of guys that go and leave Philly. Then it's the same group of guys that play Utah, and then they go to Houston, right? Like, it's the same group of guys that you're playing with. The mixing of circles is a big problem here, and that's why I don't think that they should have the All-Star game. If they if they were going to draw, if they're going to bring it out of Indianapolis, and you're only going to put it in Atlanta because you Turner have studios, your broadcasting yeah. studios there, then, all right, like, are, are, that make. <laughs> Okay, but it doesn't mean that the risk of anything bad happening goes way no, down. You're, you're again. That's the thing. I don't. I just expect like I look at this All Star game like, look, we just got to hit these metrics to get all this money as or as much money as we can in a lost year. That's the only way you can have to look at this because otherwise you're going to drive yourself nuts. <laughs> the other thing I would point out. Are teams are going to probably cop pleas for a bunch of these guys to not go if they don't really want to go. So would would it surprise me if LeBron doesn't go because he has a quote-unquote hamstring pull 
or needs to right. soreness. It wouldn't surprise me if he goes again. He shows up, goes to a like literally goes, shows up, and then goes goes elsewhere. Like I, there to me, I think the chances of people pulling out is greater than people realize. I also think these teams aren't going to care as much as long as they get some sort of game. I think as long as the game it, is played, mm-hmm. we're all going to be fine. It, it, it's it's funny to me though. If what it, what happens if De'Aaron Fox gets an injury after his comments? It's like, oh wait, no, I really do have one. I promise, I really do. Al, look, look, my knee hurts. Al, that wraps up this edition of Locked On Hornets. Thanks again for supporting the show. We always appreciate it. Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NBA. Not a real quick. Let's get your Super Bowl prediction that we can talk about on Monday. You going with the Chiefs? You going with the Bucks? The spread is three and a half. I'm actually going to make you pick against the spread. Kansas City three and a half or the Bucks. Uh, three and a half point dogs. I, I'm give me Kansas City three and a half. Yep, I'm with you. Give me Pat Mahomes, man. I hope Kansas City wins too. I want to see Andy Reid get another one. I want to see Pat Mahomes win. I want Kansas City to do it. I think they're going to do it. Hope you guys have a great Super Bowl weekend. Also a good Charlotte Hornets weekend. Um, we'll be back with you on Monday. Ooh.